Jump quick, quick to a paycheck. Running back to the strip club. I'm never going back, never going back. No, you can't make me. Never going back, never going back. They never take me. I had enough of petty dudes. I had enough of shitty news. I had enough of dirty shoes. I was saying love dirty men alike. Ooh, better day than yesterday. Ooh, I just take it day by day. Ooh, 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 I... Okay, here they go. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> that's a, This is one of those songs I know when I like we am listening, listening to, to it, it, but yeah. like singing it. Because, I mean, Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like I've been, there's been a lot going on to subside the podcast. Like, that's going to take place of the podcast. So I feel like, a lot uh, of- I don't know. Like, I miss recording. Like, I miss recording because, like, there are things that I, I want to talk about and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel the way the podcast in the quarantine time has, like, become work for me. So I feel similar to it that I, like, I don't desire to work. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, which I don't like because I don't want this to feel like work for me. And it doesn't really feel like work because I'm not getting paid for it. So it's like, not that. <laughs> Maybe it's even worse. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, like, it's, it's the one thing that I, it's the one constant that I have to look forward to or whatever. And it's what anchors my week. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that, it, like, it just kind of feels like a parent in a way. Like, I, I know that you are playing a pivotal role in my life and like without this, then like my days will really just be like, we're all here. Yeah, like, we ain't doing shit. Yeah. Um, but like I can feel myself like going, like not necessarily getting depressed, like getting depressed or anything, but like you get into the slump of like every day you have nothing to do mm-hmm. and this is the one day you have something to do. It makes it seem like it's so much because mm-hmm. you're usually doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of having those feelings. And I think for me, especially for this last week, seeing that I had a, not so much to do, but, like, in retrospect to what I've been, been doing, doing yeah. it's like, oh, man, I, I literally had something to do, like, Every five day. days out of the week, which is, like, a regular work week, yeah. right? Um, but I was like, damn, this is so much. Like, we're, we're recording on Tuesday, obviously. You guys are probably this podcast same day. Um... Because I was like, I just need to do nothing day yeah. yesterday. I was like, I need a day where I don't have to do anything. Um, and I um, saw my mom. Well, I didn't see my mom. I saw my mom. I actually went to their house yesterday for a little bit. Um, and I was like telling my mom. Mommy had asked me. She was like, oh, what are you going to do today? And I was like, oh, yeah, today I'm not doing anything. I was like, you know, I, I did you and Ashley's hair. And I started braiding my hair. And I was like, and then like, I was like helping Elizabeth with her picnic thing a little bit. Um, I was like, I just like been really busy this week. She was like, Yeah, imagine if you had a job. And I was like, Right? <laughs> <laughs> On top of everything, you'd yeah. probably really be overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, just I think that's just a discussion to have though, because people are hopefully, you know, eventually going to be like, I mean, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have to go back to work and we'll be supplemented by the government and to have some basic needs. Yes, 
But in the world we're living in, we're most likely going to go back to work again. Mm-hmm. And there is going to be that that whole different, like we talked about the wave of the pandemic and COVID, but there's going to be a whole wave of like emotional upset with a lot of people because they are going to go from that extreme nothing to extreme everything and are going to feel overwhelmed. And then they're going to be criticized on top of that because you were just mad because you weren't working. You yeah. need to be excited about this. And like, well, I shouldn't have to be excited to work. If anything, I'm excited to be able to pay for the things that I need to pay for, but I've never been excited to go to work. Yeah. I would say labor doesn't excite me. I don't have a dream job. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, and then it makes me think about like other times where there are like mass layoffs and mass unemployment, like the Great Depression. Yeah. They always talk about like how, well, for the Great Depression, like the war, I think it was World War II, is like what mm-hmm. jump started the economy again after that, though. Mm-hmm where like people had to go to war. So I guess there's not necessarily an excitement to work. It's more like a duty and all of that. And that's why people were super patriotic. But I feel like even like in these financial crises and stuff is ext- like, even just in 2008, when like the housing crisis that happened or whatever, you don't really hear about like you, everybody obviously talks about the ramifications of people being laid off and like not being able to pay their bills. But like the emotional toll that it takes you, takes on you to be uh poor like you know in poverty oh sorry (laughs) in poverty or whatever not even just being in poverty but like being out of work and being out of the workforce and then like trying to like force people back in and it's not necessary that if you lost your job you're going to get the same job right back so you like you're actually putting people like not even back into the workforce they're just like in the job application (laughs) right now um and it's, just, it's like specifically with being homeless, it's something that I remember like people were like, yeah, oh, they lost their homes or whatever. And people are willing to help at first. And then it's kind of like this, you know, put yourself up by the bootstraps mentality. And it was like, you know, you just keep needing more and more help. And it's, mm-hmm. you're never actually sufficiently given that. And how like, you, like the lack of assistance kind of also just kind of wears on you mentally of like, you know, being in debt, having a family and all of that other stuff. And like those are, I feel like those are such big issues that are never really fucking dealt with. Yeah. Whereas like you just had, like I, I'm just thinking about it now with like so I like I just signed my lease and I was like my my lease starts my new lease starts July first or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about like I got the I have the benefit of. I'm starting off at zero, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm not in, I, I don't already owe some large amount of rent pat before now. So I'm starting off where, like, if I don't pay my rent, this is be like my first. Amount, yeah, yeah, first right? not, not paid. Yeah. yeah. And like, I have also have the benefit of like the courts not opening up yet and stuff. So even if, like, for the next three months I don't pay my rent, I'll probably, it'll probably be a while before that process starts for me. Yeah. Um, but it's like, why is that the best option for me so far? Mm. It's like how you said, like the fact that that's something that you are having to go through. This is not even what we're supposed to be talking about this week, don't. But we? I mean, we don't talk about whatever we're gonna, like talking about. I mean, it's like we, uh, that's another thing. I think we need to stop putting suppose yeah. on certain on certain amount of topic, topics that we have because we can always do it next week. You know that's what I mean? True. Like if this Y'all is something we're on our, this is obviously something on our both of our brain. Yeah. You know, a lot of people's brain right now is that feeling of being like either on totally you know, on the edge of homelessness or you are com- so comfortable in whatever financial standpoint, standpoint you are in that you do feel a certain amount of guilt. There is like yeah. a guilt that people, certain people feel 
for being comfortable. And I think like that, I don't even want people to feel guilty for being comfortable as long as they're comfortable to come and dismiss someone else. Yeah. That you're like taking it away from someone else. If you just still happen to help help your job and still haven't been able to work from home, that you should not be mad at that. Yeah. What the anger should go for is the same way we feel about the like the landlord system. Y'all should not be mad at your tenants. You should be mad at the government. The all anger that we have should be mad like gone to the government. Oh, like a one-time $1,200 check that some people got is not like enough to sustain anybody. Most time, most people's rent is above $1,200 in Chicago. The the national average for rent in this country is $1,240. So, so I still it's wasn't not, enough. I was like, it was not even enough to, kick, to cover the average amount of rent in the country. Yeah. And then you're like, I feel like... like and I st- it's annoying to even bring out the facts because poor people know what they are. People, mm-hmm. Like, we know that this shit doesn't make sense. You know that people have been out of work as early as February, mm-hmm. as late as March. Mm-hmm. That check didn't come until April. So mm-hmm. that's probably two months of rent mm-hmm. that people had not paid. And people have phone bills. People have cable. They have Wi-Fi. Food. There are food. Yes, food. There's, like, so many other things that you had to pay for by that time that it's, like... Well, maybe I didn't pay my rent. Yeah. Maybe I paid my phone bill because I need because I do work. I'm working from home. Yeah. Um, or you know, you're looking for a job, whatever. I'm gonna pay for the internet because I need to know what's going on in the world or whatever. I cannot my rent, this check will cover one month's rent and all of those other things will still have to come, right? The shittiest thing is when I got that check, I had no food in the house, so I paid for two hundred dollars worth of groceries. So oop, got a thousand dollars. Then I had to pay for my phone bill. Oop, that's $100 away. So now I got $9,000. And on top of that, I already owed, like we talked about, I already owed light bill and I already owed my gas bill. And my thought was, okay, well, if I'm going to be late on my rent, I'm at least going to have my lights on. Because yeah. at that point, nobody had said the lights were going to stay on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. I owe like $200 to this light bill because I'm already poor as fuck. And in the, between November and December and the first three weeks, I mean, the first two weeks in January, I had basically no job. Because uh, I worked in food hen- food um, food industry, and one job that I had, they laid me off, and the other job I had, there was a slow period, and in, in my brain, I had two jobs, but now I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, so like that money, I was already back up, and then so I put three hundred dollars down there to utilities. So do 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 do, we got like four hundred dollars left. My rent is six seventy five. I still, in my brain, had to live for four months. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can't pay my rent. And like, and so I'm still paying my phone bill. That's $100 every month. And that's four months I've gone yes. past. You know what I mean? I'm over. I'm done now. I'm expending my expenses out. And then like my last check I got for my job was $400. So cool. You can add that to it. But I still had things to pay for. I'm still trying to, you still, we are still trying to help other people who are in need. It's like, there's so many things that y'all like. People, regular, regular ass motherfucking people, some people who aren't even citizens are doing more than the government is doing for people right now. It just annoys me that, and I feel like, like, again, it's, it's, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. No one who listens to this podcast misunderstands what, what, what we're going through, right? Yeah. It is just so fucking annoying to be like, Niggas are barely, clearly niggas have been barely making it on a regular because this is, people have been out of work for four months and they say that you're supposed to have about three months worth of savings to cover all your bills and shit. Mm-hmm. Even with that rule, those people who are like, I'm, 
it's to the point where I'm seeing people who were like, okay, we're comfortable, mm-hmm. are like, okay, so something has to change, right? Yeah. And then there was, so back at the beginning of COVID when all the celebrities were losing their fucking minds and doing dumb shit, <laughs> uh, this one YouTuber, as told by Kenya, check her out, she's amazing. She was like, I think that like the Oprah Winfrey's of the world really don't understand that most of us are poor. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think it's like, I mean, Oprah Winfrey is like, it's one thing for her to be rich and dumb and out of touch. But like, I think the same thing is true. Like I know for a fact, the same thing is true for our entire government, Republican, Democrat, progressive, independent, et cetera. Because I really think there's this idea that there are people who are like poor, poor, like, you know, there's the people living in poverty and like, who got flies and shit like flying on them at three in the morning, the infomercials type poor. Yeah. And then they think that like the, everybody else is like middle class. No. And it's like there literally isn't a middle class in no. that does not exist. It hasn't existed for such a long time. It's like most of us are poor living at, and what's crazy is that the poverty line here in America is 12, if you make under $12,000 a year. That is extremely fucking like that's a that means that person is only making a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And then, like so like that is already dirt poor. Do you know how many people who are like just above that making 13, 15, 20 thousand dollars a year for not just one person, people who have kids and shit, yeah. who like, you know, maybe work a minimum wage job who are living at that level, and that's 40% of the fucking country. Yeah. And y'all are are in like you said. A $1,200 check that some people got and that the government has until the end of the year to pay out. Yep. All the way in fucking December. It's always stimulating the economy. Y'all need to add three more zeros. Like, three more zeros to that to the already $1,200, please. And then we can talk about how that can stimulate the economy. And then we can talk about how people can be comfortable. Because if you add three more zeros to that... Man, okay, I can talk to you a little bit. I'm still going to be poor probably by the end of the year. Yeah. But we can talk a little bit. You know what I mean? I can say, like, okay, I can see you try. You know, like, right? With this $1,200 check, you didn't try. And the reason why, and then we have the conversation on top of that about, like, how people are trying to defund the police and y'all act like such an absurd idea. When it's like, you need to. Even if it was not about police brutality, just defund them in general, bitch. You know, because, like, y'all putting billions of dollars into the police system, and it's like, those go to no one. <laughs> Everybody probably has seen this tweet by now, and I was like, defunding the police sounds outrageous, when you, but except for when you think about we've been defunding education for years, decades, quite like frankly. Only 50 years, slowly but surely. Um, and quit defund the police 101. When we say defund the police, we mean, and I don't really give a fuck if you understand me, but this is just, if you were wondering what we meant, I'm going to tell you. I'm not defending shit. You take part of the $1.9 billion the CPD spends in militarizing our police, Mm -hmm. and you allocate part of those funds to education. You allocate them to job training programs. You allocate them to housing. Yes, come on now. You allocate them to re to funding and rebuilding communities, and when and we understand that people don't commit great crimes because you know what I want to do go stab a nigga I want to go rob somebody those are not thoughts that people inherently just have most crimes are are uh, most crimes come from a need of something right yeah. I'm robbing someone because I do not have how many, people have, how many times have you heard people crying robbing someone. 
Like legit, that has been like since the beginning of the pandemic, there has been video of people like with a gun crying, robbing someone because they don't really want to do it, but they're like, my mom needs, um, yeah. that was like the grandma needed uh, medicine. See, shit like that just like really make, and, <laughs> and I'm like, and a part of me is like, damn, you know, he, he robbed the fellow black owned business, you know, da, da, da. I had something to say about that, the black owned business part. Yeah, and like, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I was like, just hearing, so I didn't know that he was robbing a black owned business, but that just ties back into what I was thinking. I was on my way to your house a couple times, I don't know, the last few times I came here. Mm-hmm. And like there are signs, there are buildings, there are businesses that have a black owned sign. And I was like, they pissed me off so fucking much because black entrepreneurs, black business owners, I was like, you are a black owned business in this community, but you don't live here. Uh-huh. You don't put your money back into this community. You follow up, you follow niggas around and treat them like mm-hmm. shit when they come into your stores. But I'm supposed to give a fuck that it's a black person behind mm-hmm. this you know, behind this building. Like, that, just, that makes me want to loot this shit more. Because I swear to God, that was my brain, but I ain't gonna say that loud. Oh, no. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. Because how the fuck you are here on 71st and South Shore talking about black-owned business or whatever the fuck, but you live in Beverly. You live in County Metcilly City. You live in Bonebrook. You live in not motherfucking South Shore. Somebody said something about that. They were talking about the riots and looting and stuff like that. It was like, your black-owned business wouldn't have been looted if your black ass was there on the front lines offering supplies talking to people, say, having a sign out, you know what I mean? Like, when people were protesting, it wasn't like they just did it spontaneously. Mm-hmm. We all knew when the protests were happening. And even still, like, you have, like, for that business that he robbed, that he was actually, the reason why he even robbed them is because they were a business that was offering food to oh. people. Like, it was to him. That's why he was trying to do it, especially because he knew them. Oh, and no. it was like, so there's so much backstory there. Um, it's like, why would you rob somebody who's helped you? But it's like, at the same time, it was only one of the few businesses that were open. It was in High Park, but it was one of the few businesses that were open right then in High Park. Um, and so he was just like, well, I mean, I know y'all got it. You know, yeah. Man. But yeah, it just, I don't even know what I'm saying. But yeah, as far as the black owned business thing, I hated seeing those signs because you have people marching and y'all know where to be found. Or even some of those businesses won't let you in when the police are running after you. Yeah. It's like being black-owned is not the definition of being supportive. I'm so happy that the conversation is happening more. I started, like, I was talking to somebody on Instagram about it, and I was like, I came to the conclusion for myself. I was like, black, uh, black Lives Matter protests that are censoring black men, I just won't partake in anymore. Um, because first of all, the black men at protests never have anything to say that I agree with. Period. Nothing that I support. It's all. Like, it is, I'm gonna say it's all. I want to be a white man, and that's not what I'm here for. Um, so that's one. And then two, there are. It's far too few of y'all showing up at these protests mm-hmm. when they are for you in the first mm-hmm. fucking place. And then even fewer, matter of fact, damn near none show up when it's a black woman or a black non man. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, cause fuck me, right? Fine. Um, but I'm like, but I feel like the conversation. I love the fact that the conversation is now moving to uh, these black inter- these black er- entrepreneurs and these black enterprisers and these black elitists and the Jack and Jill clubs and all of that shit. Because so many of y'all capitalize, y'all are like, y'all are honestly like the white people of the black people, right? Yes. You go you into you know what's you know what's up. Like you know what I mean. Like I know I like I can't even be black in this black ass neighborhood. Like Highland Park, whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't be black in this black ass neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like it's up two blocks away from me, and there's the fact that it's two blocks away from me, and there's a financial mm-hmm. difference. That's crazy. 
where, and it's like, even in this situation, those kind of blacks are going to benefit the most out of our protesting. Yeah. You are going to get the most out of it because you are all, because currently as the system stands, you are the best kind of black, you know, mm-hmm. the mono minority kind of black, right? And you get to sit up on high at your throne while we put the work in and then you benefit from the work and then you say, shame on me. Yeah. Fuck you too, because you're part of the problem because you are, again, hoard. Like I have no love for people who, who get off to hoarding wealth, knowledge, etc., mm-hmm. over other people. Because how the fuck are you, like again, so many of y'all are like Black Lives Matter and it's like very specific, cis, heteronormative, college educated six-figure yes. making. You should not have to explain how someone <laughs> deserves life because they had educational advantage. That is not how that goes. They just deserve life. You should not, you don't need a dissertation on why they matter. They're just, hey, that nigga didn't deserve to die. It'd be like, oh, fast. But you don't feel that way. You don't feel that way. And part of the reason you don't is because you think that, oh, I have achieved, I have gotten white masters. I've gotten white daddy's approval in these, in these elements, in these yeah. In these elements, that's what the word over. In these like sectors of life, I have this education, I have this house, I have this car, or whatever. And you like the privilege that it gives you. And so many of you, like, again, yeah, I said, y'all not ready for a revolution because too many of you are happy and like are, are content with living the lives that you live because, well, white master don't beat me every day. Come on. And it's like, you don't, what you don't understand is that, first of all, like somebody tweeted this and they was like, you have to you fight differently when you know that most of this country is just waiting for that orange man to give the order and say, go slaughter niggas. Mm-hmm. What you have hoarded won't save you from that. Because nope. the very same people that you boast about being in rooms with, that you are happy to raise your families with and away from us horrible, regular, daily, dirty niggas. Good niggas. Yeah. Good old niggas. Those motherfuckers are going to turn on you. Those people, they won't have shit for you. Your money, your education, you won't be shit else but another fucking nigga. Something y'all really forget is um, Martin Luther King was murdered in a suit. Yo, why y'all invoking Dr. King? Speaking of which, he was an anti-capitalist. He was an Martin Luther King. One of the contentions in his marriages, minus the fact that that nigga put his dick everywhere, especially (laughs) in white women, was that Martin Luther King was he had the power to capitalize and monetize his voice and yeah. he would not do it. Yeah. It was a, one of the biggest contentions in his marriage because his wife was like, yo, we are living shittily. Mm-hmm. We have to put our kids in these shitty schools all while except like you know living with death threats and shit. But Martin Luther King understood that yes, that is a horrible thing. And granted, I can't say that I would choose the same because it came to me and my kid. Like, not to say I'm going to monetize it off my voice, but, like, they're not going to be taking death threats and can't at least go to a decent school. My thing is, oh, yeah, keep going uh, yeah. that point. But he did not, he wouldn't take money for, like, you know, giving speeches, like, more, no more than what was needed for him to live and for him to survive. Because mm-hmm. he understood that if I started accepting money, if my voice is something you can buy, mm-hmm. then it means nothing. And I think so many, like, and this is going to get into my rant about staying culture. Y'all expect the celebrities to be activists and act in celebrities thinking they can just become activists. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh, I have so many go ahead. On that shit. I'm going to say, okay, no, but for the Martin Luther King thing, the fact that I personally agree with him, I would have done the same thing about the not trying to, like you said, you can't buy my voice. But also on top of that, 
a lot of people who will be paying him will be other black people who are in financial aid. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, it'd be like, my kids go to school now in a better, quote-unquote, better school now at your... Because you, and you're, yeah, you're, and you're, you're, you're expense. Yeah, you pay ties to me. Yeah, and I don't. See, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, and I don't agree with him. And also the fact that what he was fighting for is the fact that there were bad in good schools. Yeah. You know what True. I mean? So, it, 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 you know, waters my, my point to be like, okay, cool, I got enough money so I can be better than this. Yeah. It's like, no, there should not be a better or worse. There should just be equal. There should just be a straight see, line. You is the MLK or better <laughs> people than me? Because I was definitely like, I don't know if I could, if I could give that up. But, but, that's that, that, just, but, that's, but you know what? And this is going to go into my next point. That is why Oyana does not refer to herself mm. as an activist. I don't either, I y'all. I don't even like, think I'm an activist. I'm going to come with, I'm a nigga with an opinion about my life. <laughs> Can we say that one more time? I'm a nigga with an opinion about my life. There, I, I, I will not be silent about things that obviously affect me, but that does not mean that I am anyone's activist. No, and that is okay. That's the that's the that's the real tea. Yeah, swear to God. Because, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so we gonna get into the whole you know fake ass celebrities too because what I want to talk about is y'all in house celebrities. We gonna start a little. We gonna get big. The locals. We gonna start a little. And we gonna get big because some of y'all be thinking y'all big when you just little. Um, <laughs> hold on, but when I was saying people wasn't famous. <laughs> some of these organizations are they need to stay in their lane. Okay, so we gonna talk about this one specifically because it's on my mind. I just had a conversation about it yesterday. I don't say no names besides the organization name. Letting y'all know now. Do not support Healthy Hood Chicago. <coughs> she out here smoking y'all. Don't worry, King of Corona. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk my life. I would. I wouldn't risk my life to see Oyama. I ain't gonna lie. But <laughs> I would keep you safe. I would be like, you know, I'll be your caretaker. So you take care of me all the time when I'm sick. Like, why not? No, but it's not the point. But no, Healthy Hood Chicago, please do not support them if you say you support black people. And I want to say that again. Please do not support Healthy Hood if you say you support black people specifically. You can say you support Latinos and say you support them because to them, they think they're doing that too. They don't even understand that there's black, you know, black Latinos. So this like this like conversation. The fact that y'all think that black and Latinos are separate. The fact that y'all say y'all we need to unify these two people as if they're separate people. You know what? Um there was, I had a point about the thing, but I'm going to just go ahead and finish. What I'm saying, not all Latinos are black, but not all. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. You just reminded me of it. Uh, that's why I have a really big problem with when Latinos in general refer to themselves as Afro-Latino if they don't look visibly black to me. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many people are just like, like I like there was a, somebody who said, they was like, we gave y'all that because we just needed Dominicans to claim <laughs> that blackness. Yeah. We wasn't saying that every single one of y'all get a nigga pass. No. Um, and this is why my rule now is like, if you're the only person in your family who calls yourself Afro-Latina, then you're not Afro-Latina. If both your parents, if you said that shit to them, they're going to look at you like, nigga, we ain't a nigga, then don't refer to yourself as Afro-Latina. I don't know. I don't want to take that away from them, because it could be like dark, they could be, you know, you have people all the time in family members who are even black people. That's what I said, visibly yeah. black. I'm saying, but you saying like if their parent doesn't call themselves that. No, I'm, if that person is visibly black, but their parents don't refer to themselves as being black, then yeah, you can call yourself black. Yeah. But I'm talking about like very fair skin or light skin. Don't call themselves Latino. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, so don't be on some what's up, Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. So yeah, my dad is dark skin. And no. it's like no, 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 don't, no, don't do that. No. Nobody in your family refers to themselves as Afro Latina. Stop that. Okay. But also <laughs> to like not even because yeah. So my my Sorry. point about the whole healthy hood situation is that so the most disrespectful shit you could ever do is misname someone's life. You know yeah. what I mean? And especially say you're unifying around their name. Yeah. So how are you gonna unify around somebody's name? And then misname them at the unification rally. I love that meme. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And why are y'all saying, weren't they like say her name? Yeah. yeah. And then said the name. They, okay, so what, okay, this is, I'm going to break it down for y'all. If you didn't know what happened with Healthy Hood, we're going to break it down. Hold on. Okay, so they had this, you know, unity rally. Because they said we don't call it a block party, even though it was a block of people. I only say that because they specified in the comments. So I'm going to give it to them if they want it. All right. So they have this and they say on the, the um, gets on the mic, whatever. Someone says, uh, we are here for Brianna. No, Bri- no. she said Brianna Bland and uh, Sandra Taylor. Now, who they meant was Sandra Bland and Brianna Taylor. Mm-hmm. They mixed it up and no corrections were made. Not that day, not that moment, not three days later. And then Ray was like, wait a minute. So y'all just gonna leave that? <laughs> so y'all just gonna... <laughs> and a lot of people said, like, they was like, I left. <laughs> because nobody's correcting this. And on top of that, on top of that, mind you, this rally happened three days after the big, the first big protest Chicago had. We've had many to this day. Don't This shit ain't over. Mm-hmm. And they said somebody, one of the speakers said, "This ain't a fuck twelve rally." So, it, like any smart person or anybody who supports black people, they left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, well, if this ain't out, let me go here and go this other way. So that's not what I signed up for. Yeah, right. So, okay, we talking about unification? When we not saying fuck twelve? Who are we trying to unify with? But they had. They were saying that the people, there were police people there. Like in the area, da, 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 they was kicking in with that kiki and da, 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 da. maybe got some family members. I don't know. I ain't, gonna, I ain't call anybody up for all of the facts. But all I know is that's what happened. Y'all kiki in with the motherfuckers like y'all close. Yeah. So, one, this is the Pilsen. You already know Pilsen is historically just not somebody where black people are like welcome. Yeah. In this time, before this time, this shit ain't new. That's another thing. Y'all keep acting like this just started happening where a black person couldn't go on Pilsen. Can we pull over here this is not this, new. I was like, I, like, a lot of y'all are just learning. And I understand. We all are just learning. I ain't going to take that away from you. But no, do not talk about as if this is new. This is my life I have been living. Let me, quick story, quick segue. Because um, I don't know what the name of the neighborhood is. But over there, like 47th and Ashland. I don't know what that is. Jenna. Yeah, but yeah, 47th and Ashland over there. There's a shelter, La Casa Norte. They have two shelters, the one up north and then that one out there, out south. So most shelters, if you've ever been homeless, know that they give you cigarette breaks all the way until about 8, 9 o'clock, depending on what kind of shelter it is, and then you have to be locked in. And if you leave at any time before whatever, you can leave again for your morning smoke break, you just lose your bed. Mm-hmm. The only exception is for when they have black male residents who need to leave for work at midnight. You are allowed to take someone else to the bus stop with you because the niggas will pull up with you, on you 
with guns, ask you, are you GD, and wait for the answer after they shoot your ass. Mm -hmm. Regularly. This is a known thing. Niggas at that shelter, niggas who have to live in that area, already, I have had, I have had so many, like, niggas who, like, don't even know me. Like, yo, will you walk with me this way? Because if I'm walking with a girl, it's less likely that somebody will fuck with me. Mm -hmm. Why are y'all pretending, like, and you know what? Again, like you said, maybe you just don't know. But please don't speak on shit that you have no idea about as if it's something fucking new. Y'all are like people, this all brown and black unity. We all, no, we're not all niggas. We're not all niggas because this is something you don't have to deal with. I'm really tired of you motherfuckers pulling that we all black, we all the same. Why stop that? Don't don't one drop me, bitch. Gee, no, that motherfuckers pulling like y'all playing the oppression Olympics, bitch. Because I'm winning. <laughs> Not even that, but also the fact that y'all, that's gaslighting. Yeah, it is. That's dismissive. <laughs> and the fact that you don't realize that the liberation of black people will be the liberation of all. And I mean, I, when I say black people, I am inclusive in my statement. And y'all motherfuckers who think black men, because I saw a tweet today and it said, uh, all y'all been saying fuck men, y'all mean stop coming to the yes. coming to the march or some shit. Yeah, stop marching and for us. Stop sure. marching for us. As if y'all the only niggas I'm marching for. Like, okay, cool. We was marching for Breonna Taylor. We was marching for everybody else. We was marching for Toyin. Or I don't know how to say it. Toyin. Toyin, I believe. It's T O Y I N. My fault. I said it wrong. But nobody's formally spoken it, so I'm not too sure. But send me a link. I'm gonna say it right. Nina Pop, Tony McDade. First, yeah, I just have never been marching for black men yeah, <laughs> or no. cishet black men. I'm saying twenty McDay. But yes, so back to the fucking unification yes. round. Yes, sorry. So this had to pull over and drag Latinos real quick. I didn't even. How many anyone can go that way? You know what I mean? But let's go. Okay, so this unification rally. Um, and then they create. Let me read y'all the statement they proceeded to type up with their chest. <laughs> type of um, and I'm gonna give. So I'm gonna read the statement, and I'm gonna go further because then we can go further as to why I have did, I have issues toward this whole thing. So bold letters: unity first, unity forever. So they start in a statement. Now this is their apology message, by the way, for the whole situation after multiple days have passed. Um, from hold on, wait. So let me just recap. They had the rally. They um, messed up the names. Sorry. They had the rally, they messed up the names, people left the rally, people have told them, hey, you messed up the names, and that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing to say, and this is their statement in reply to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. All right. There is always the need for the amplification of Black voices. The purpose of the Black and Brown rap Unity Rally was to address the very real anti-Black sentiments and violence taking place in our Latino communities. As Healthy Hood, we take full responsibility for our guest speakers and anything they said that can re- Retract from the current movement. We apologize for our partners and feel the urgent need to publicly address the feedback we have received with an intentional response to end the violence and distraction from our true adversary, white supremacy. The Royal Alley was urgent and vital. The healthy hood heard the call of unifying black and brown communities to battle inequality together. We have built a coalition that spans decades of activism with groundbreaking groundbreakers and those who dare challenge the status quo. Together, we pulled our communities away from the brink of destruction to fight arm in arm another day. It is together that we will continue to strengthen our bond and conquer our oppressors while recognizing the anti-Black sentiments span across our solidarity struggles. 
Mindful justice is necessary and we accomplish that with accountability more than hearing and seeing you. We're actively working to make every day better than the last for our organization and our communities. Critiques make us stronger. We have always been the, about the abolition of white supremacy in all its aspects. We encourage people to continue to help grow, help us grow. We thank everyone for the support, participation, and feedback of our co-host event. We look forward to continue serving communities and doing introspective work within our organization and being a source of light. All power to the people. That was a whole lot of words. Not to say I'm sorry for not correctly saying Brianna Taylor, Sandra Bland's name. Bitch. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Obviously, there has been 123 comments of backlash. Mm-hmm. And so I go into it. I was on FaceTime with Ayanna when I originally saw this. I was like just chilling on the phone with Ayanna. And I see this post and I'm like, oh, they finally said something. You know, I mm-hmm. I was still following at that point. I'm waiting on the apology post, you know, mm-hmm. see what's going on, see what the tea is. And I see it and I'm like, so where's the apology? <laughs> you know what I mean? First of all, you say on behalf of the speakers, we apologize, da 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 da. Later to figure out one of the speakers was a family member of the owner or the organization. Mm-hmm. This is later to I found out. I'm not going to say what part of the family member, but it's a high family member, like real fucking close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then y'all made this post, whatever. And then they're in the comments, like the owner, Tanya, mm-hmm. the fucking leader, whatever you want to call it, the main organizer of the organization, mm-hmm. or the founder. How about that? A better word. The founder organization is threatening people in the comments saying, pull up if you got something to say towards the Latino people in the comments, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have this white save a hoe bitch in the fucking comments. She's a photographer. I've spoken multiple times on this podcast about how the photography community in Chicago is awful. And so many levels, you know what I mean? Not just not just white bitches like this, but I mean like even the black people have yeah. its layers. Of every ism you could think of, we've touched it. Okay, yeah. so I mean, I think you know, photography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, with their response to everybody and any response, it's just we hear you and value your voice. Uh, our goal is to always ensure a better tomorrow for everyone in our community, and that includes you. We have realized the public statement addressing. We have released a public statement addressing your sentiments. We are not perfect and are always open to suggesting collaborative solutions. If you have any additional feedback or recommendation, please contact us directly at the website. So. No matter what the response someone gave them, that was their response. I sent them a plethora of questions as to what the fuck. Well, this white girl was in the comments who was, I guess, defending them like the whole time. She said she was trying to get questions from us, but it was the entire time just on the defense. Yeah. And um, I screenshot them, even though she deleted them later. But uh, because I knew it has was, all the tea, y'all. I refuse to let people slide is my thing. And I fuck with that. I love this. I, You know what? The thing that I feel like the, this difference in this movement that we're having right now is people are not just... I feel like people are really fed the fuck up. They're like, no. White supremacy is in every part of my life. They're exposing everything. Come on. Like, you know, this bitch don't give me extra onion rings just because I'm black. Like, let me talk about... Like, you know, so her first... So one of, one of the things that she said was, because a lot of the things was like, you know, uh, who the fuck wrote this? I got to No, but the main question was who wrote this shit? You know what yeah. I mean? And then so this white girl goes, FYI, two black women wrote this message in the first place to excuse the message, essentially. You know, black people do fucked up shit too, right? 
That's my point. But also in this entire, and another thing she said, can someone please just educate me what was anti-black about this rally? First of all, you didn't we, say their names correctly. First of all, not even now we ain't going to talk about the issue because <laughs> y'all y'all gotten further from there. You know what I mean? Okay, we're going to talk about the layers of what you further gave the yeah. issue is, is that you're asking other people to educate you. Yeah, for your fuck up. Not even that, but she's not even an organizer of the organization. She's just a supporter. You know what I mean? But she's hella loud in these comments, making everyone who had them in a response, she commented with. And then, like, it just bothered me because she said, please understand me, I'm attacking before commenting. We are now better than the oppressor. Basically, you are the oppressor. As a white woman, she's saying we are no better than the oppressor. How are you different? Like this, you look like Massa to me. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, and also a lot of people were making comments about how, like, oh, you know, white Latino, white cast Latinos should never really be at the forefront of any of these arguments and stuff like that. And then this white woman goes, "I am genuinely confused about the intentionally hateful colorism here, as oh, if they are not Jesus. valid Latino people because they are mixed. Would you show the same hate towards some black, someone black and Latino like her children?" Or what about someone black and white as if they're not black enough? Also, the fact that that gave me more information, too. The, I was like, why did you children, pull our children? No, the fact that her children are black and Latino gave me more information as well. Oh. I didn't even need them. I didn't even have the information, but I was just like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. And when I say that, as you're listening, you might not understand. As my, we might not be black listening to podcasts, because sometimes we get those. People with mixed children, and no matter if, if that other, but the mom is not black. Mm-hmm. They are usually a tragic couple. Yeah. And it's not always, you know, motherfuckers want to say, oh, no, the whole circle. Shut up. But not always, but most of the time. Especially when you have the mom who created an organization that did this rally. You know what I mean? Because if you didn't see the problems with it, having black children. Every time there's a problematic white woman, there's probably a black man by her side. Come on now. <laughs> But the organizers threatening people in the comments and asking people like, let black people speak, da da da. So, me, me, being me, me being me was like, black person here. Basically. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, y'all want a nigga? That's what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> y'all want a nigga here? <laughs> let me find my original message. How many of my I messed it up. Okay, well, I lost my original message, but I made another one. It says, I'm not here to argue, because the girl was like, I'm not here to argue. Da, da, da. I hate when people say that. Like, right? So you're trying to say I'm arguing. Gaslighting. Yeah. Gaslighting as fuck. But I said, okay, this is the white woman who was saying it, by the way. I said, I'm Why not, are you not surprised? I'm not here to argue either, but the things you are bringing up show further flaw in the representation and delivery of your organization. My remarks on this entire delivery is as such. Why is the organization delivered as only Tanya's? Because they also another thing remark they were making is that there are black people who are a part of it, but we never see them. Mm-hmm. Basically, is what I said. Yeah, why are you the face? But I said, okay, so why is why is the organization delivered as only Tanya's with maybe some adversary help here and there? If there are black women leading as well, why don't we see their faces on the organization's IG page? given equal representation as equal leaders, if that is who they are. If people have made remarks on how the organization leader has not amplified Black voices, yes, Tanya should do that. 
but not when it's time to apologize. Amplifying black voices should not be done in her should be done in her continued work. While the intent might not have been for her to seem cowardice and that this apology didn't come from her impact over intent, it comes off that way, for sure. Why isn't HH in these comments doing the talking that you seem to be doing for them? Why have they left these response as the end all be all and the organization founder on her personal page threatening people? Why is it easy? And why is it every time someone has an issue with said organization, they are ushered to handle it in DMs where there will no one to see it? Gives me an unsettling feeling just how police try to silence people and not allow them to video them. Also, disregarding everyone isn't Black who isn't Black, especially when they are still POCs is weird to say the least, especially seen as you represent as a Black, a white woman. Mm-hmm. And I was, I gave her that you present as a Black, as a white woman, just because just in case she wanted to hit us with the, oh, oh wait! Yeah. You present that way, and then she did. I got think. I think because I said it that way, she was able. To, she had to concede. And yeah. She was like, "Yeah, I know. I come off as a white woman." Da 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 da, and blah blah blah. <laughs> but my issue was a white woman. My issues were that, and then as they always. I, basically, I'm just like I don't know. I'm kind of annoying sometimes. So like, I go on and on their page or whatever, and I made story. I made stories on my page. I should mm-hmm. say, and. Uh, their response was like the one we said before, like they hear us, blah, blah, blah. we've made a response addressing your concerns. Yeah. And I said, I asked a question and y'all statement doesn't answer that. So how about instead of copying and pasting the same thing, y'all actually value my voice and opinion and address it. This is why people are upset, but y'all are contacting everyone, contacting under and everyone is out to get me mindset, taking a moment to listen with the intent to learn not to respond. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's all they've been doing. It's like, and Basically, somebody who also who knows the organizer, organize, organizer, I think we call it, she also agreed with me and was like, yeah, she's kind of at the point where everybody's bullying her, is what she's calling it. Mm. We're bullying her for ta- for acting to take accountability. White women are so predictable. But that wasn't even, that wasn't even white woman. I ain't gonna say that was a white woman. That was a Latino woman. Okay. Latino women are so predictable. But I was just like, seeing that Another thing I made was like seeing that a black woman wrote this is even worse because why did you enlist in black women to do your cleanup? And then also, why are you putting the blame on her? Because the reason you hired a black person to do your cleanup was to absolve yourself from any further blame. Mm-hmm. You probably specifically asked a black woman to make an apology where you did not take responsibility. It was like, but make this sound like I'm saying sorry. Like, I don't doubt that that was your instructions. And I learned further information because, I guess, because my comments were valid and really fuck, people were, like, saying, like, oh, I love that pat on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I'm the gimmick. They they were valid. But because they were, like, fucking with it, some people were, like, oh, right, messaging me and be, like, thank you, da, da, da. And then one person who was used to be a part of the organization, we had a FaceTime conversation. Mm -hmm. And we, she talked about it, how, like, the only reason they gave that apology is because a collection of them asked them, like, pressured them to do it. Mm. They didn't even want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, and then she was, like, talking about. it. Did, you know what? When you say that, it very does. It very much reads. Oh, my mama told me to say I'm sorry <laughs> about calling you a bald-headed asshole. So, you know, if you felt bad about me calling you a bald-headed asshole, then I'm sorry you felt bad about that. Come on. <laughs> you know, y'all know that apology. Motherfuckers used to do that shit all the time as a kid and da 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 da, especially to your teacher. Yeah. Come on. Like, My mama said, <laughs> come on. Like, I'm sorry that you feel bad that I did something bad that you feel bad about. 
That's exactly what that uh, Apollo, Apollo lie was about. The Apollo statement. If I can. Yeah, but I'll say all this that's to say, don't support them. And also to note that there was another um, artist in Chicago. Her name is King Marie. She's a DJ and she was doing some, she's, uh, I don't know, Asian. Mm-hmm. I don't really know specifically which one. So I'm not going to allude. But obviously not a black person. Yeah. But culture appropriate in black culture. Mm-hmm. And selling it. Oh, <laughs> So like her mom sells grills and everything like that. Gross. And also they did like the, you know, the, uh, the tees you used to get on the west side, you spray paint the t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so low. Oh. Complex con, and it was so much backlash about it. And that was a year ago. This year, like a couple weeks ago, at the beginning of the protest and everything, that she apologized for the actions in an actual apology. Like, I fucked with it. Clapped okay. to her. She did, you know, it took a year, but you got there. And I was talking to the, this is good connects because the person I was talking to that is, um, used to be connected to Healthy Hood was saying that Tanya, the girl, the owner of Healthy Hood, mm-hmm. is friends with King Marie. Mm-hmm. And was anyway, or I don't know what their, their relationship is now. But she alluded to how that it might have been um, Tanya, like telling her not to apologize. Then her, the uh, Tanya, and the King Marie's boyfriend at the time. Uh, so between okay. both of them, you know, people who are high supporters of you, being mm-hmm. like, you know, don't worry about it, let it play over, you'll be okay. Yeah. And granted, she was okay, but you know, like still needs a this, lot. You of don't want to asterisk on yeah. your name, especially for that. Yeah. And so over time, but she was like, she knew her as well, the girl who I was talking to. She said she wanted to apologize and so she just wasn't getting anybody telling her to do it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know if that was a good idea. Maybe I'm maybe I should just let it be. Maybe it'd be worse because you know, we've heard so many apologies of people giving fake ones and yeah. even further backlash. It's like no. And I guess she learned over time. It's not that we are mad that those people are forgiving those apology statements. It's like no I'm not mad at them for apologizing when you're mad at them giving for apology statements. Yeah. Those are two different things. And learning to actually how to apologize is very important. And so a year later yeah, she gave us a real apology, and I was fucking with it, and I was like, okay, cool. I see where you, you know, you address the issue, like the actual issue, and you talk about your the way in which you will do better. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna follow you anymore, but yeah. I, I will not add Ashley by your name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I definitely do think people need us to take more accountability in that. And that, yeah, I told, I said on my page, I was like, okay, and then give them a year. Keep me reapologize. So I'm gonna give them a year. I'm not going to follow them or anything like that. I'm not even going to follow them after they think you will give a proper apology. Yeah. But I'm going to give you a year to learn. And in that time, I bet not see you hold any more rallies. Right. Because if that's the case, because right now what that work the organization is, isn't a rally organization. It's literally an organization that like teaches workshop classes. Oh, so don't they do like dance or something? They do dance classes, health like health classes, you know, like just work out, you know, you know, Zumba type shit. Like that's their organization is to do that. And I was like, if y'all just stay in your lane. So pull over, because now I've got to take the drive. That's why right. that's I don't know how to give it. <laughs> take the wheel, like, oh, take the wheel. This has been heavy on my mind since T.I. first took the mic at a rally two weeks ago in Atlanta. You are a rapper. You are a sports person because I don't follow that shit. So I don't know what y'all do individually. You are a singer, an actor, an Instagram influencer. None of those things qualify you to be an activist. Come on. And that is okay. It is perfectly fine if your level of expertise is just rap. 
Mm-hmm. And I get that as a black person, if you are in any of those fields, people are sticking microphones in front of you. People are in your comments and they're like, yo, you are a black person with a following. Say something. Mm-hmm. And I think you should say something. I think you should absolutely say that, hey, black lives matter. Uh, defund the police. I have no problem with you with those statements. Mm-hmm. It is when y'all start trying to talk policy, mm-hmm. when y'all start trying to talk how people protest, mm-hmm. when you want to talk about crying about Gucci stores, that you need to shut the fuck up and stay in your lane. Because so many of y'all are so fucking privileged that the things that people are protesting, it's not just about police brutality at this point. You have to look around and read the fucking room. People are fed up about a whole bunch of shit. Yep. And you coming in from your fucking mansion don't even live in the city of Atlanta. Come on. To tell people who have been ostracized and been forced out because of the constant gentrification of this city. And this goes for any and everywhere. This is not just happening in Atlanta. There are celebrities everywhere. Fucking YG thought it was a good idea to record a video at a protest. You motherfucking YG and Cali alone could probably scrimmage up 50 people to do a video at some time in the fucking future. Yeah, during a pandemic as well. You deciding during a pandemic while people are protesting not only for their fucking lives, but like to defend the police, to end capitalism. Like there are so many things that people are marching for and protesting at this moment. Like, I mean, obviously all of this intersects because black people have to deal with all of this shit the worst. Yeah. And you are trying to brand yourself. Like so many, like that's the other thing. So many of y'all are currently... Like it goes beyond, oh, I want to do something and I'm doing the wrong thing. Some of y'all are purposely trying to brand yourselves as activists, having done none of the fucking work nope. and have no plans on continuing the work. Nope. You just are looking for spotlight. You are looking to be maintain your celebrity. Scene, to maintain your celebrity. And it's like you are playing with people's actual real fucking lives. Come on. People's real ass lives. You are taking and what's even more annoying is that because you are somebody's celebrity, somebody gives a fuck about what you have to say, there are real activists who are doing the work 365 8. Mm-hmm. People who are working to amplify those voices. Amplify those voices. Especially, like, you are not a pro, you are not an activist. You know nothing about policy. You know nothing about organizi- or- organizing. Organizing. Mm-hmm. You don't know shit about actually furthering this movement. All you know is how to further you. Yep. You should not, and like, I think we were talking about this before, we were like talking about the looting, people were like, oh, I don't give a fuck who starts like the riots and stuff. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about riots being started, I don't give a fuck about looting being started. I have a problem when privileged people are benefiting from the starts of these things, and they're the ones who are doing it, right? So I don't give a fuck if white people are looting, you just better not start the shit. You should not be profiting from my oppression. And that goes the same thing for you elitist blacks. Mm -hmm. For you motherfuckers who have money, who have clout, who Who have reselling the merchandise. Yes, who are, why are you selling I can't breathe t-shirts? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? It's not a trend. It's not a quick statement. It was a real fucking statement. It wasn't the first time that someone said that. There has been other videos of people being sat, stepped, laid on by the police saying the same exact thing. This is not new. It was, granted, I will give it to, like, the situation. It was extremely more impactful for a 10-minute situation. But it was not the, he was not the first person. And it's not something that he was doing to start a movement. It was a literal cry for help. And 
I know me, you, and Elijah were talking about this before, and I was like, I don't want to die. That's part no. of the reason why I'm not an activist. Because I'm not willing to die for you niggas. Because I know none of y'all are willing to die for me. Well, I know most of y'all are not willing to die for me. I'm sure the black women and non-men out there would, but the rest of you motherfuckers wouldn't. And it's not, I, I, I hate the fact that, like, they were talking about, like, oh, there was these posts on Twitter about, like, oh, uh, George Floyd died to make a better word for his daughter. And I was like, no, no. the fuck he didn't. That's not no, why he didn't. died. Breonna Taylor didn't die for a better world. Nina Pop, Tony McDade, um, Amon. Unless they said out their mouth. Like, stop. And like, that is my real issue with like the hashtag thing. It's not because, like at first I used to get annoyed with it because it's like, you know, hashtags come and go or whatever. But I hate the fact that people are like, these people die. like no one, none of these this people. Not Jesus, bitch. I was like, none of these people voluntarily laid their lives on the lives for this, right? No the one conversation of one, Jesus might be like talked about because that nigga did he really die for us? And he just so happened to die because people put him on the cross and nailed him to the wall. And that, like, there's so, y'all constantly make martyrs out of everybody. When it's like, we need to talk about the actual reason why they die. I was like, nobody wants to talk about the actual cruelty that led to these things. And it is part of, it is like, black people have to look at it. It is us making martyrs out of people who die from police brutality that allows us to keep happening because it seems noble. No. Like, it almost seems like you, there are people out here who are like going to protest and stuff. And I say they're like looking to die or whatever. But like, there's this sensationalism of like, oh, I'm going to get like, and again, not from the network, never regular people. I'm talking about the influence and yeah. shit again. Who are like going here to be like, oh yeah, I'm like getting jostled by the police and stuff. Yeah, like taking TikTok videos and shit, making it a thing. Like, yeah, you like people fucking with the police just to get in a reaction. And it's like, I think there's a difference to have a conversation, an angry conversation with a police officer on the front lines and da da da. Then to be like, come over here, da da da. Like, you know, just hold me a little bit for a picture's sake. Like, there's been video proof yes. of people asking for this shit. Like, can you arrest me so I can get a picture? What, nigga? Like, these are white people being so bold and then going home and making videos about, oh, yeah, you know, I got arrested by the police. And think it's a fucking trend. You know how people fucking die because they got pulled over because their taillight was out? I believe just in this month alone, outside of the publicized murders, there have been 15 more murders by police officers of black people. Yeah, it's just like, dude, for real, like this is the time you think it was a photo op. Y'all started, y'all, like all your photos in the gardens weren't okay, so like we're gonna take photos of the protest. Like, no, nigga, this is why we say white people in our front lines. And I don't mean like in the front lines, crawling, fucking the ruckus. I mean, don't be taking just a Just stand there. Literally, just stand there. Mm-hmm. That's all we wanted. When we say we, y'all, white people in the front, that don't mean you do anything. <laughs> I mean, just stand Make there. Make a human barricade. And that's it. You silent. White silence in this aspect is okay. You know <laughs> what? I. <laughs> The the white people response in the last few weeks has also just been so annoying. Like you were just saying, like somebody hit you up and is like, "Oh, can I like repost this? Do you think this is appropriate?" Yeah. Now no. I'm not even gonna tell you what the whole post that this white person wanted to first place was, but I'm gonna tell you the first line. It was like, "Dear my bougie black friends," and I was like, "I it, like Izzy sent it to me or whatever," and I was like, "I don't even have to read what the rest of this says to know that a white person." should not be retweeting this. It no. <laughs> is so many, and I feel like this goes back to the, the uh, healthy hood sh- Chicago mm-hmm. thing. So many people are, look again, 
You, it's okay if you're not an activist. Mm-hmm. It is okay if, hell, I'm fuck not being an activist. It is okay if you are on the blue lives matter, all lives matter side of things. I truly don't give a fuck. Say nothing. Like most of y'all will be better off saying nothing. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm not going to lie. The girls are out here looking for blood. So if you say nothing, you have to deal with the consequences of saying nothing. But like deal with that. Right. Say it with your full full chest. And like, so many of y'all are caught up in being called racist that you don't really care about the racist shit that you're doing. Come on. And it's like, how do we get here? So the motherfuckers ain't just throwing words around, you know what I mean? Like, and if they are, then even assess that as a conversation. As to sometimes we almost say something like, I don't know if that's the right word, or I say something, I don't know if it's the right word. We find the right word. You know what I mean? And that's the conversation where we both learn. And we develop, and then we, you know, then we start talking about, okay, now we found the right word, let's dig into it. Let's get into the reason why we got there and why that was what it was. Y'all not thinking critically and you're not deciding to. It is, the reason that you're not is because you don't care. And like, again, that goes, just say it with your chest. Tell me that that is your truth, right? Because I think that's what most people are asking for right now. That's what most, like, like, you know, from people, like, like, you know, basically showing their asses to brands and be like, hey, actually, I work there and they're very terrible to all of their Negroes. Yeah. Um, nobody actually expects y'all to change. We are seeing these bullshit statements of, oh my God, we didn't know that we treated niggas so bad. Right, you just figured out. Right, like you've never had complaints. We didn't realize that and now we're going to have a new Negro specialty initiative oh and God. we hope to correct everything. And it's like, but... Again, like you said, not answering people's questions. I, there are so many people who are simply like, just tell us how many black people work for you. And they are not there. And they're not, and they're not telling people. They're deleting people's comments mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, essentially, what people are asking for right now is transparency. Yep. All I'm asking you, like, I just need to know where niggas stand with you, and so I can know so, where so, not to stand. Exactly. So I know where not to stand. And if what you are concerned about is. We've said this before. Y'all like black dollars. If you like my black dollars, motherfucking fake it. Fake it till you make it. Y'all see Ben and Jerry? Right? Doing a great job of faking it. Because we did some deep digging too on that one. Let me just say. I'm going to say this. And I did some deep. So like I was sitting there because I was like, I, I see a lot of, I think we get too excited when people show actual support for us. Yeah. But even when we don't take time to really dig. Even the Black Lives Matter fund, that shit turned out to be just shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we were just so excited to be have that name, but like, you shouldn't give money to Black Lives Matter fund. We can talk about that another day, look it up yourself, I'm not going to it. But, um, Ben & Jerry's, they're, it's not owned by the original founders, they are owned by a, a corporation that, you know, owns a bunch of different companies. Yeah. And they all they play like Shea Moisture and everything else like that, but they one thing they do own as well it's a lightning cream company. It's called something and lovely. Like, you know, whatever. Dark and lovely? I don't think they don't think they have to respect. Dark and lovely is the name of a perm, sorry. But it's something and lovely and look it up. Um it's called Uni Unilevel is the name of the organization that com- the corporation that owns um Ben and Jerry. And they sell a lightning cream um to Indian consumers mm. um in India. And people are like, Well, y'all are giving all the support, but uh Y'all tell them if it's get light. Yeah. So <laughs> what's like that? And like, so I get the Ben and Jerry's statement. It might be in that Ben and Jerry's company sector. Yeah. It might be good, but you also have to think about who owns that company. Yeah. And so there's levels to everything. I'm not saying fuck Ben and Jerry's. I'm saying think about it more. Think critically. 
Like that's all I'm literally asking. I know somebody messaged me who was a part of the Healthy Hood um, business as well. She asked me, as a black girl, she was like, I want to know, like, how was your take on it as somebody who's like, I supported them. You know yeah. what I mean? She's like, ah, let me know what's, you know, what is your viewpoint on it? Because I think when you're in something, you can get really clouded on yeah. it. Especially if your brand you joined this because you thought they were being helpful. Especially if you like, it's like we were talking when we had the episode with Carter. It's like, I don't doubt that like the white people in, in you know, your life are good white people to you. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can see that if you are part, you say, a part of this organization, and you're like, oh, no, but we cool. I eat at their house every Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's why I used to be in high school. That's why I'm pretty sure I did. That's why I wasn't part of a lot of cliques. But I used to ask white people, I was like, how many black people have you invited to your house? Like, every time we start talking about racism, they always say, like, one black kid. I was like, exactly. You only invited one. You only have one black friend. You think that was a valid statement response? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, that. That's why a lot of people didn't really fuck with me back then. I mean, they fucked with me, but like on some like not close. Yeah, like we were cool ish. Yeah, but basically, this girl had said, okay, um, she said, uh, hey, love, I'm free to talk. My name is blah, blah, blah. I saw some comments of yours under the HH post, wanted to hear your voice. And I was like, uh, hello, are you speaking to me on behalf of Healthy Hood or yourself? Yeah, that's a very key question here. Yeah. I need to know who am I talking to mm-hmm. because also I will take that into consideration <laughs> in my response. Yeah, <laughs> and then she says, "Myself, I really want to know how you feel as someone who's been doing this work and wants to improve the spaces I work in." I was like, "All I can do is send the comments I've made under the page that they didn't delete it. By the way, they did turn the comments off on those mm-hmm. posts and they turned it back on just recently. So if you want to go check out those comments, go ahead to Healthy Hood Chicago Shy page and peruse." <laughs> It said, all I do is uh, under the page and they delete it and ask you to critically think for yourself about these questions, how spaces you in react to backlash and then silence any opportunity for dialogue. I cannot and will not tell you what to do and how to move. I just ask that you don't stop asking questions. Yeah. I've always been a question bitch. I used to get in trouble with my parents about it all the time. You know, it's a struggle life to live when niggas are asking questions. I get it. We hate questions. Questions make us think. But continue. If you say you're going to do the work Critically think. You cannot say you're an activist if you're not also willing to think. Yeah. And also evolve within that activism. Mm-hmm. That's another statement I made to them under that page was like, y'all could have been activists two years ago. Mm-hmm. They said how long they've been doing the work for like, we've all been doing this work for years and stuff. I was like, yeah, the activism you were doing is old. Mm-hmm. The same way Sex in the City was pro- like prolific and yeah. great back in the day. Let's watch that shit now. <laughs> wow. Don't. Like my thing is all this all this stuff is subjective to the time. And just because you were an activist in 2007 doesn't mean you were one in 2020. Evolve your activism. Yeah. That's all I ask for. And if you don't want to be an activist, but you want to understand what you do as a person who just might care about black yeah. people, then just uplift their voices. I'm not asking you to do anything. Just reposting someone yeah. shows a lot of like a lot of your viewpoints. <laughs> There, I was telling you about this. Uh, another YouTuber I like, Team New York, T E E N O I R is her name. But uh, there's like a scene in Hitch where he's teaching uh, uh, Kevin James' character how to dance. He's like, You live here. And, and she was like, You know, to celebrities or people who, who want to do something, but you are not an activist and don't have the quote unquote right words, donation, petition link in bio. Oh. Like, that is where you live. That is what you like, do. That is 
I'm not going to say it's more than enough, but that is more than enough that you can do within your, like, obviously donate yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't show us your fifth. Donate yourself in proportion to your don't wealth. Date a vir- don't yeah. donate a Virgil if you got a million. Say, yeah. Don't. <laughs> Again, in proportion to your wealth, you should be donating that, yeah. right? Um, and in making sure that your, your tens of thousands, your millions of followers are encouraged to do the same. No one is no one is asking you to be Bell Hooks, Angela Davis, Marsha P. Like, no, we, we, those people are those people. Also, don't undermine them and say you try to be. Yes, like, don't. First of all, don't even equate yourself either. Yeah, don't, 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 just don't. Don't say they inspired you because that makes you feel a little funny too. Yeah, like, I don't, it's okay. Not, not all of us have been. Like, I know it's been so many people who are, like, talking about ACAB and defund the police, and then you start asking them questions about abolition, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I'm going to need you to stop talking about things as mm-hmm. if you know about them yeah. if you don't know about them. Come because on. all you're doing is spreading misinformation. That's just retweeting shit and not looking into it. And trust me, it's really easy to do it. Trust me, it, it is. is. like, <laughs> when I tell you Google is free, I mean, like, free, free. We sell them our information, and they give us free shit. That's literally how it works. Unfortunately, <laughs> even just getting on Twitter gets you like three different black friends on Twitter and just like start, you know, reading their comments and just learn from there. Y'all be talking all the books, y'all. Y'all, the help was trending. It's how I know y'all not, y'all don't hate white supremacy enough for me. And if you don't understand why that's a problem, oh my, that makes my, you ass have ass not started. That makes my, you ass have not started because. <laughs> There are some white women around here who just watched the help for the first time. The blonde time. side was trending. Are you fucking serious? I yeah. hope they were trending for like good. Jokey yes. Thing. yes. I was like, no. I hope black Twitter was like. They bitches was giving that like. These are black movies you should watch. Because Netflix was like pushing them. Oh, on, pushing the help on people. The other avenues was pushing them. Like you should go. Yeah. Go is, watch Green Book. Niggas was like, go watch uh, what's called driving uh, driving around Miss Daisy. Oh my goodness! I <laughs> watched Twelve Years a Slave. This is how black will be living every day. Dissect your entertainment. We made an episode about that. We featured Cardi on that one. Listen to that one as well. Um, yeah. I, I ain't really got much else to say. I feel like at this point I might be preaching. This yeah. point I might be going in circles. I'm gonna listen to this back and be like, I ain't make no points. No, I think we did make points. I think, I mean, I don't give a fuck what points I made. This was cathartic a little bit. Sometimes yeah. I just need to be able to yell at niggas about the shit that we be going through. Because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that half, like, everybody is poor right now. Everybody is really on the brink of homelessness and eviction. And niggas is, like, crying about, look, people are really, like, oh, my God, my friend's store got looted. Oh, my God, like, I want to be a millionaire still with Black Lives Matter. Y'all really need to decide because y'all might be some people might sit here like, well, why is it an issue to become want to be a millionaire? I need you to ask yourself why you want to be a millionaire. The fact that you need to be a millionaire to simply sustain yourself is a problem. And the not fact that, that you are like, not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna give them quotes. I'm not uh, gonna give them things to learn from. No, I want you to sit with yourself uh, and ask yourself the question: uh, Why do you want to become a millionaire? Is he to make? I'll do some work. I want them to do work because I feel like we give them a lot of answers all the time. Yeah. Ask yourself: Why do you want to become a millionaire? What do you think that will do? And why do you think you specifically need to get there in order to help others? And why do you think you need to be the savior? 
Because a lot of y'all really do want to be some saviors. Because a lot of y'all some, I want to become a millionaire to redistribute my wealth. You, you know how long it will take you to become a millionaire? Do you hope the world will still be the same by the time you get there? And if so, I don't need your help. <laughs> right. Well, my question to you would be, how many people are you willing to exploit to get to that million? Because you're going to have to. Because I was talking with B. Simone, but then... you Okay, so <laughs> I was going to ask this on my story. Can somebody tell me what B. Simone did? I have not been engaging with the messiness the way I usually do, but like I, she keeps being like okay. rebrought a, a thing. I, you know, it, it's funny because I don't think she's trying. You know what I mean? Some people are trying to become a yeah. thing. I don't think... I think she was genuinely thinking she was doing... We can talk about that off the podcast. Okay. But, yes, ask yourself these questions. Why do you think you need to become a millionaire, billionaire? In order? Why do you want to be someone safe? First of all, if you think you can become a billionaire, ask yourself, why do you think that's possible? Because you, you won't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that answer. You will not. Okay. <laughs> and just everything you think, question it. I mean, even the good shit. Like, I enjoy this bowl of cereal. Why do I enjoy this bowl of cereal? And then I'm gonna be deep. You're gonna talk about the existential thing of sugar and da 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 da. But because I like this flavor profile, you will learn more about yourself in every question you ask about yourself in the way in which you think. Why do I not drink more water? Because I kind of like drinking water out of a bottle. It makes me feel like I'm doing something versus just drinking out of a cup. That's just me. I learned more about me. Y'all don't know shit about yourselves. And therefore, how do you uh, say you understand black people? Now you're getting existential and shit. But you know what? First of all, me not understanding me is one thing. Me not understanding black people is another thing because, you know, y'all not people. And on that note. <laughs> what trash thing of the week? Oh, trash thing of the week. Um, I've been so, I like, think about everybody else's trash. Let me see. Take myself accountable. Um, trash thing of the week. I think I thought some anti-black shit of the day, but I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it went aligned so the way it was like, I think I was trying to think, oh, I was asking myself questions. It's like, why do I find this person attractive? And I was like, or, oh, why was I surprised that someone was attractive? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, for this podcast, I like Bubble and Flex. Listen to them, love them, great stuff. You know, even in that, sometimes they say some wild shit, but question it. It's great to have some people say wild shit and some good shit on one podcast. That's us. Yeah. Um, no, but it was like one of the people, she's like this African, like Bobo specifically. I didn't know that she was cute. And the way in which, the reason why I, I had to detect that, why did I not feel like she was cute? Mm-hmm. One, because her accent is like this, you know, harsh African accent. It's like African um, British accent. Oh, I like and her accent actually, though. I don't dislike it. I just, in the way in which she talked about herself, is always like, I'm this African woman. And she always like gives it very much. She also has uh, she's spoken multiple times about how she has issues with liking being black. Mm. And I just assumed that she had to be ugly in order for her to have so many like issues and mm-hmm. everything like that. And I was like, I mean, like, I was like, oh, and she's like, you know, African tone. So I'm like, maybe she's like, you know, an ugly black girl. And I was like, that's sex that Elizabeth. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, but yeah, so that was my shitty thing. Um, my shitty thing of the week. I remember that we were supposed to do them. I don't really. I gotta think about my week. What have I done this week? What's today? Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Um. Shit. I don't know. I guess. Um. 
Excuse me. I was like doing my mom's hair. Mm-hmm. And my mom is just on the wrong side of like everything. <laughs> There's. She's just on the wrong side of everything. Like, you know, the reason why I was like, I think I've talked about her before, and I was like, you know, the last hotep she was dating. We can say things like that because that's just the woman that she is. Mm-hmm. She is a true pick me through and through, right? Um, so I was like doing her hair and stuff, and like it was already annoying because my mom doesn't know how to like she's you know almost 50 years old and getting her hair done for decades now you be still when you're getting your hair done and shit but like she's like moving around and then she's like on facebook and um she like says it's like one of her cousins or whatever <laughs> and she was like oh man he feels weird around me because uh the last time i talked to him she was like i asked him about this girl that he was dating she was like well she's not really a girl mm-hmm. she's a t-word mm-hmm. and so i'm like now I have to have this conversation with this woman. I know it's not going to go anywhere. And so I was just like, yeah, okay, first of all, she is a woman. And second of all, that's a slur. And she was like, since when? They always changing the rules. And I was like, we already had a conversation with her like a month ago. <laughs> and I was like, we, so I didn't say that, but I was just like, no one's changing any rules. People, you know, as people, I was like, niggas didn't mind being called Negro at first. And now we know that if, if a white person referred to as a Negro, you would have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. People are allowed to change the way they feel about words, especially when they pertain to them. I was like, and moreover, I was like, why is it your business that your cousin was dating a trans? Like, what does it do for you? Why is it a topic of conversation? Why do you care? Yeah. Right? And so she gets into this whole thing about like, oh, well, you know, we can just agree to disagree. And I was like, that's not what this is, right? And it like gets to a point where she's just like, doesn't want to talk, care. yeah, doesn't care and doesn't want to talk and it's just like saying the same stuff. And so I, I finally conceded. I was like, okay, I'm fine. Agree to disagree. And then it was like later, it was like the next day because it took me like damn it, 24 hours to do this woman's hair where um, we're like, I'm getting ready to go and stuff. And where she's like, something else came up. Somebody, it was, something came up on the TV where there's like a gay character or whatever. And then our sister said something about them being gay. And mommy was like, see, there's, she was like, there's nothing wrong with them being gay. You shouldn't say it. Like, she, you know, says the quote unquote right thing. Mm-hmm. And then she like looks at me and she was like, see, I'm, she was like, I'm progressive. She was like, I'm not, she was like, I'm not teaching my kids to hate or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, back to you, Sarah. It was like, I, I had In front to, of I, her? Yes. Oh my God. This is, but it's like in this moment, like in this moment, I just, she said that and I just left it alone. I was like, but again, we've talked about this before about being the person was like, it's just too much. This person can't handle it. And it's, and like the whole time in the conversation, I'm getting annoyed and I'm getting frustrated myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm a, and I know that while this is happening, like all of this is privilege, right? The fact yeah. that this is annoying me. And so yeah. I can just agree to disagree to shut her up and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't and, really disagree disagree about somebody's life. Right? Like, you can't. <laughs> so I said that. I was like, you don't disagree about someone's life. I was like, you can only disapprove. And that is what you're doing. You're disapproving, right? Yeah. And like, she just kept, uh, whatever. Yeah. Have a conversation with my mother. You're understanding. Like, wow, Gaslight City. Yeah. But um, it was like, it, it was the fact that she had did all of this. And I told you about the situation that happened before this with, with our sister. Yeah. That just like, all of it really annoys me. And I was like, this is the perfect time to say something. And I literally didn't because I was just like, I don't want to waste my time or my breath. Yeah. And I was like, I was just thinking about it um, earlier today. And I was like, honestly, it probably would have been a waste of my breath to my mother, but it would not have been a waste of my breath to say in front of Ashley. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't take that opportunity. And um, 
just my trash thing of the week. <laughs> you know, I, I was valid. I feel that. And yeah, I mean, learn from it. Yeah. But don't forget to tell us y'all trash thing of the week. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. We're in the I think podcast. a lot of y'all have them. And like we all do. And I don't say that to be like, you know, I'm pointing fingers. I mean, like everyone has a trash thing in the week. Even activists yes. <laughs> have a trash thing in the week. And I By think, the way, that's not us saying we're activists. We are not. No, no, definitely not. No, but I was saying like a hierarchy. Yeah. You know, like, even now, all of them yeah. they got one too. So like, yeah. But it just, I think we fall too comfortable in saying you're right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you really do have to accept when you're wrong. And take, that's why I ask y'all to ask questions to yourself and be critical in y'all's thought processes because you won't know you're wrong until you ask yourself questions. Yeah. Because if you, a lot of people go, why do you think white people just go on through their life and I didn't realize racism existed? Because you never asked questions. Yeah. You just accepted what was and y'all told us to pull up by the bootstraps and accept that it was. I'm going to say, you, you are not only just reaffirming your own biases, yeah. but you also have to realize that, you know, most of us are, like, we live in a cis, norm- a cis heteronormative, ableist, elitist mm-hmm. society, right? Mm-hmm. So you're automatically just going to believe a certain amount of bullshit off bat inherently because that's what you're socialized to believe. Yeah. And never mind the fact that, like, you know, I will just, you know, being an able-bodied person, I will just not know what it's like to be disabled. So that's a struggle that I can't ignore largely because it's not mine. Mm-hmm. And that's really the way most people are living their lives, and that's literally the culmination of the world we're living in now. But I feel like we're just restarting this podcast. We're supposed yeah. to be leaving. Let's, okay, so <laughs> it's Izzy. It's Oyana. It's, it's a look. look. See y'all next week. Hopefully, maybe. We'll never know.